the college football experience, Kentucky Wildcats season preview on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, presented by WinBet. Get started today and you get a risk free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and download the app today. Also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Underdog. Make sure you head over to UnderdogFantasy.com and use the promo code SGPN for a free $25. Yes, you can use the uh, free $25 to enter their Best Ball Mania 2. First place in Best Ball Mania 2 gets a million dollars. That's right. Sign up now for a free shot at a million dollars. Drafts are happening constantly, and it's not just NFL. They also have NBA, MLB, and more. Underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN for your chance to win a million dollars. We're also brought to you by the SGPN app. Just enter SGPN in the App Store or Google Play Store today. Hey, everybody. Jim McMahon here, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Welcome. Welcome to the college football experience. Kentucky Wildcats season preview. My name is Colby swinging database Dan, AKA pick Don D that's not a pick. This is a pick and we are talking Kentucky Wildcats football. I mean, talk about a team that I was high on last year that burned me. They really burned me, but you know, we'll get to it. We'll get to uh, all that. But first, give me the Dundee music. Let's get excited about Wildcat football because Mark Stoops is turning it into a winner despite last season, right? Look, I mean, this guy took over two and 10 year one, then five and seven, five and seven, then seven and six, seven and six, then 10 and three, then eight and five. Even last year, five and six got to make a bowl game because. It was a weird season. Normally they wouldn't be bowl eligible. So in a way though, five straight bowl games for the Kentucky Wildcats. And I mean, there's a lot of reason to be optimistic and to be happy. I would say if you're a wildcat fan, you're recruiting at a high level. Um, and really I thought you should have beat Auburn last year. Thought the refs gave that one to Auburn. It was like a fourth and goal where you got in and and clearly the ball was past the line. It was like a quarterback sneak. If memory serves me correct, or just maybe it was a, a, a quick give to the running back, but clear, clear touchdown. And they deprived you of that. But still I expected, I was bullish on this team last year. I expected a lot more, but the real problem was with Terry Wilson who's now in New Mexico. They couldn't throw the forward pass, whether it was him, whether it was Joey Gatewood, they had a struggle on offense and really just did not see them being that bad offensively. So I was, I'll glad, gladly admit that I was in the wrong on, on being bullish on the Kentucky wildcats a season ago. Um, but Stoops is doing a great job here. There's no denying it. And I think with some key transfers, uh, they could really be a team to watch out for here. Um, let's, let's get into this. Let's get into this, uh, this madness here. That is the college football season, and and let's break down this offense. What was the problem? 
Well, they were 107th in scoring offense. That's not good. Uh, 34th in rushing offense, and I love the running backs, Chris Rodriguez Jr. as well as well as uh, Cavassier Smoke. They're back this year. Both those backs are good. The passing offense, which I hit on uh, 122nd in passing offense, guys. There was only 127 teams that played football last year. Three, three decided to to opt out and win the national championship, according to that <laughs> ridiculous article by the New York Post or the New York Times, whatever it was. I think it was the Times. They they charted the the Wildcats it at 115th overall in offense. That is why you lost these games. Now. Joey Gatewood's still there. Like I said, Terry Wilson's out. He's at New Mexico now. He's a Lobo. Uh, but they brought in Will Levis from Penn State, who I was impressed with when I saw Will Levis. So I'm assuming, obviously, you're going to have this battle in camp. But Levis, I would be very shocked if he wasn't the starting quarterback of Kentucky. Um, considering Gatewood's problems from a season, I know Gatewood was recruited uh, really, really high, somewhat uh, at at Auburn. So. Uh, Levis though. I mean, Gatewood just has to improve. Maybe he didn't know the offense with no spring ball transferring in. Maybe there's some truth to that. Uh, And maybe he can play a lot better this year, but I would just imagine that Levis would be the starter. I touched on Rodriguez jr. And Cavassier smoke being back at the running backs. Love that three of five offensive linemen back. Um, That's, that's, that's good. I mean, last year, I think they had all five back and that's why I was kind of bullish on them. But I mean, I guess the real one is the the right tackle here. Jeremy Flax, the sophomore, is going to be hopping into the mix. That's one to circle. Um, and then your tight end Keaton Upshaw's back, and as well as Josh Ali, a wide out. I, I actually like this guy's game. I was, I felt sorry for him because they couldn't throw the the pass, <laughs> the forward pass, and Ali I thought it was a decent wide out. Now they also go out and bring in. Uh, this guy, Wandale Robinson from Nebraska. If you haven't caught him, Nebraska play football, I think he's a stud. I think uh, it was a great get for Kentucky. And I thought it was a shame if you're a Nebraska fan that you let Wandale Robinson walk out the door and transfer because so look, if, if these transfers Levis and Wandale Robinson can pay off now, they, they got more transfers on this team that I think will be key players. Um, well, some on the defensive side of the ball that I'll touch on in a minute, but um, yeah, I, I think Levis has got to be the starter. Wanda Robinson, former four-star recruit too. So uh, keep an eye on that. They also brought in Trayvon Morgan, a wide receiver from Michigan state. See how that plays out. Maybe he'll get some burn, but um, overall, I think the offense will be much improved with Levis and, and Wanda Robinson. If they can just, they don't even need to be that what like the run game was good. If you can just pass a little bit, put a little bit of fear in that, uh, in that defense. I mean, I, I don't know how they won that Mississippi still. Well, I know how they won that because KJ Costello threw like 10 interceptions, but they won they won a game by double digits, double digits. I believe against Mississippi state where they had like 120 yards of offense. One of the more puzzling games I've ever seen uh, at any level. Uh, so pretty amazing that they got that win in there, but no, this team was not very good last year and I was bullish on them. And I was wrong. And if they can find a way to throw the forward pass, I think they'll fix a lot of their problems. We saw the whole SEC moving towards this. You saw what did uh, Saban do at Alabama? He had used to just kind of be a. He used to just run the ball, kind of grind it out. Now he switched it up, man. He recognized that the the sport was changing. Um, 
and the conference is changing. Really, you saw it with uh, Joe Brady when he's at LSU that year. Now I know LSU had their problems a season ago, but Mike Leach comes into Mississippi State. That offense wasn't where traditional Mike Leach teams are at, but it, it, we kind of expected that with the air raid coming in. But you see it with Josh Heupel at Tennessee, um, who who played, who was a recruit, uh, was recruited by Mike Leach, I believe. So. Uh, you saw it with with Jeff Lebby leave UCF for Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin come into Ole Miss. Um, Kendall Bryles is at Arkansas. You see it with Dan Mullen in that Florida offensive season ago. And really, the knock against Georgia, we'll see what they do with Munkin, was that they couldn't throw the Ford pass. So really, it's kind of like Georgia and Kentucky are the ones that are kind of stuck in the past. Maybe you could throw Vanderbilt in there, South Carolina too with Muschamp. But the sport is changing, and they need to find a way to throw the ball downfield. Um, defensively, um, look, this is kind of Stoops's forte. I mean, I know that the DC uh, Brad White. I thought he did a good job. I really did. And uh, you look at the numbers from a season ago; they were 45th in scoring defense, 53rd against the run, 54th against the pass, charting at four, at, at total at 45, 45th. Uh, so I, I think it's it was a solid defense, especially considering all those offensive teams I was just referring to. Now, yes, they did play Georgia and, and South Carolina and Vanderbilt, three of the weaker offenses, but they had a 10 game conference schedule. So, I mean, they did play Ole Miss, you know, they did play um, Eli Drinkwitz, Missouri. They played Alabama. They gave up 63 to Bama. They played Florida. So um, yeah, I just think defense was sound last year. Now, obviously they lost some key pieces. They still got two back on the defensive line. That'll be key led by Josh Pascal and the linebacking core only returning one in Deandre square. Now this is where another transfer could be vital. I think because they went out and they got Jack West Jones from Ole Miss. Maybe he can come in contribute. I'm not sure if he will, but only returning one start in the linebacking core is concerning. Now, in the secondary, more more concern here. They get both safeties back, which is good. Led by uh, uh, Tyrell, uh, uh, I'm probably butchering that name, a giant. Um, but breaking in new corners, and when you're breaking in new corners, that's concerning, especially when we're talking about the progression of the SEC going to more pass happy teams. Essentially, um, I still think I don't worry that much about the defensive side of the ball. I think that's where they're that's where they're really skilled. I thought like as a, from a coaching standpoint to producing, it's really the offense that seems to be backdated. Um, but let's get to this win total here. Let's, let's take a look at this thing. Kentucky sitting at seven is the win total. Now the, the, the schedule, let's get to it here. Um, out the gate, they get ULM. This is uh that's probably the, if there's, there's a short list of teams, I would say that are the worst teams in college football on the FBS level. Actually, I would probably go Bowling Green worst, second worst UMass, third worst Louisiana Monroe, fourth Akron. No, I forgot New Mexico State. The worst would be New Mexico State, then uh, the likes of Bowling Green, then UMass, then Louisiana Monroe, then Akron, right? And they have two of these teams on the schedule. Classic, classic SEC move, by the way, of New Mexico State playing a ton of SEC teams. I feel like every year New Mexico State plays an SEC team. They should just put them in. <laughs> no, but ULM, 
Um, they got Terry Bowden. I like that hire. They brought in uh, Rich Rodriguez, who then brought in his son Rhett Rodriguez, a transfer from Arizona. They're going to be good uh, in a couple years, but it's game one, year one. This is a blowout in Lexington. Then week two, and I think this is an absolutely pivotal game because it's a conference game. Week two, September 11th against Missouri, and I, I thought this was just a huge game for the future of the. Uh, this season in the SEC East, because I think if Missouri gets past it, they have a nice lineup. So this is a, a big opportunity. And I also think considering the way the schedule breaks for Kentucky, this is a huge game for them. I think it's probably their biggest game of their season. So circle that. If they can get a win there and then they get Chattanooga of the FCS, who was average in the FCS, they could uh they could be three and oh there, and then they enter the gauntlet. So if they can beat Missouri, which I, by the way, I would favor Missouri by like a field goal if I had to. Right. But I think it's a winnable game. So let's just say they get that done three and oh, then they're at South Carolina, Shane Beamer. I don't even know what to expect with that hire. And it's a tricky one because it's in Columbia. And then right after that is an unbelievable gauntlet of three games or four games that I, I just can't believe they, they loaded them up again. Let's say they get South Carolina. Although, actually, between Missouri and South Carolina, to be honest, I think they're going to lose one of those. So let's say they're three and one. Then they're home to Florida. Could they beat Florida? Sure. Kyle Trask is gone. Last time they were playing them in Lexington, they were beating Felipe Franks before they injured him, and, and Trask came in and, and, and pulled the upset or the comeback. Um, but we're going to flavor Florida right now. So you're looking there, three and two, home to LSU. I think they could beat LSU. I think I even was telling Patty C I could totally see them beating LSU, but LSU is definitely the more talented team. The line will be favoring that. Uh, So you got three and three there. Then you're at Georgia. That's not, you're not going to win that three and four. I think there's still a chance you could win that LSU game because I'm not sold on that team yet, but three and four based on what the line movement will be. I think. Uh, then, then you get a bye week and then you're at Mississippi state. I think Leach will have this team better this year. I really do. And I would favor Mississippi state to win that game in Stark Vegas. So then you're at what? Three and five. You're home to Tennessee. Now this is one. I think you're better than Tennessee and I think you get that done. So four and five, then you're at Vandy five and five. You should win that one. And then you're home to New Mexico state six and five. And then you're at Louisville, which is a pivotal game. Cause this number is sitting on seven. I think that's a winnable game. You actually, they've actually been destroying Louisville as long as Satterfield's been at, at Louisville. Um, but I also think you still could lose that game, but I think I would favor you guys. So it would put, it would put me right at that seven and five mark. I think that's why that Missouri game is so huge. You lose that Missouri game. There's a chance, you know, I, I lean under, I put it like that because yes, you could beat LSU, but I'm giving you the Missouri win. And I'm also giving you the Tennessee win. I, I think it could be, could be, I would lean under. I'll just say that I'll lean under six and six. Look, they burned me last year. I can't back you again. All right. I cannot back the Wildcats again. Give me the under in the Kentucky Wildcats. Guys, if you're a first time listener to the college football experience, make sure you subscribe because we 
are breaking down every single college football team in the nation. Yes, there'll be a podcast for every single team in, in the FBS. Even going to sprinkle in some FCS ones probably in there and 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 definitely going to hit you probably with a look. Boise State already has two episodes. I give you a 2.0. There's talk of a Boston College 2.0. Maybe I'll give you a Kentucky 2.0. But until then, subscribe and and make sure you subscribe. Wildcat fans, make sure you subscribe to the college basketball experience because I mean, all of a sudden for, we, we talk college basketball year round. We talk college football year round, but all of a sudden the, uh, the Kentucky wildcats getting some key players back. Um, some, some awesome transfers coming in there and there's talk of Kofi Coburn coming to town. Um, it, it's really, uh, it's really going to be interesting to see. I think Kentucky, if they get Kofi Coburn, might be the best team in the nation. They might be the best. Even without that, I think they're a top 10 team, top 12 team, something like that. And I think they'll have a chance. So John Calipari starting to realize bringing in some freshmen, mixing them uh, with some of those talented, you know, uh, transfers that the rest of the, the, I guess, college football and college basketball world is grabbing. Um, So make sure you subscribe to the college basketball experience because, uh, I, I really, uh, especially if you're a Kentucky fan, we're going to be, we got you covered. We're, we talk college basketball year round, subscribe. And maybe, maybe in April, they'll be putting another national championship up, uh, up in the uh, rafters there. Um, yeah. They just got Davion Mintz back. I'm telling you it's, it's uh Kentucky fans should be really happy. Subscribe, tell a friend and also maybe subscribe to the college football experience where we talk college football year round me, Patty C NC, Nick, handicapping every single division one college football game and college basketball game for the past four years. We've never had a losing season as in, independently never had a losing season, but also obviously as a collective, we've never had a losing season and we're way over 500 on our locks. We give you all of that for free on the SGPN app. Yes. Download that free app SGPN app. It's fantastic. You get all of our podcasts, all of our articles just ranked all 130 college football coaches. Go check that out for free in the app. And all of our picks will be there. Giveaways. We just gave away a thousand dollars on the NBA finals contest. So get in there. It's a free app. And if you grab it, make sure you leave a review because we don't charge for picks. We won't charge for picks. The only thing I'm trying to charge you for is your kindness. Leave us a nice five-star review with that app. And if you do find me on Twitter at the Colby D and uh, tag me, you know, or send me that photo some way. I don't care if it's a fucking Polaroid, show me it. And I will send you a college football or college basketball experience t-shirt. Yes. And we will have you covered. We will have you covered uh, at the Colby D. Give me a follow as well. Patty C my co-host that's normally here with me. He's on Twitter at Patty C eight, three, one NC Nick, another co-host that's normally with me. He's on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. Give them all a follow and make sure you follow the college football experience on Twitter. Brand new feed TCE on SGPN. And check out the the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network, and make sure you check out the Slack channel, Sports Gambling Podcast. You're at work, can't get into these feeds, can't talk sports, can't talk Kentucky basketball in July. Well, get that Slack Sports Gambling Podcast app, you know, and uh, we'll we'll talk we'll talk Kentucky basketball or football year round. So grab that Slack app and then type in Sports Gambling Podcast, and you will be set. All right, this is the college football experience, Kentucky Wildcats season preview. You better start thinking about yours. And we out.